Welcome to Between the Browse podcast presented by Buck Ventures Outdoors, where the guys talk about hunting, God, and everything in between. We've got a great show for you today, so sit back, enjoy, and let's get right into it. All right, guys, well, welcome to episode 11 of Between the Brows. It has been a while. Um, it is, what, December 19th, our last one we did. I don't even know when it was. Probably August. Before hunting season. Before hunting yeah. season. Um, and a lot has gone down since then. I really, we just kind of want to hop on here and talk about kind of, I guess, our version of the season. Obviously, Daniel and Chancey aren't here. They are, uh, Daniel's in Kansas, left mm-hmm. this morning. Chancey went to the Oklahoma ranch. He's got some kids in, uh, taking them hunting and filming them. So they are out. Um, but me and Jeff just kind of want to hop on here and talk about, you know, what we've gone through so far this year, the season that it's been. Um, and yeah, just kind of work yeah. through it. Yeah. And I mean, just kind of, before we get into it, like I said, Daniel and, uh, Ty and, uh, Kansas and, uh struggling out there uh been struggling most of the year had some good bucks and and then chancy and ethan dow actually has come over to help him film oh, um and uh they're actually taking hudson Brody, and chloe Brody, um two uh kids that we know very well and they'll be hunting up there so um but yeah i mean i think cole you know kind of on my heart as we uh you, you know start talking about it obviously we're going to get into some details but is how much is hunting you know the ups and downs to real life yeah i mean when you really go thinking about it mm-hmm. and how are you going to respond because it, we get beat up in life yeah it's always nice when you go out there and you just got this buck pattern and you shoot him i mean chancy you know chance, always yeah, early chance, you know yeah. but very seldom and, and even those you have to learn in the highs as well mm-hmm. i mean you both had big time highs but we have those lows, and that's where you almost kind of live, and uh, or at least not the highs. You don't live in those. You you live in, and so I would just tell anyone out there today, as we talk through this, is you know I really got thinking about it. Is that is is, is let it teach you. I mean, truly let it teach you, and and again, it's it's remembering that you know John fifteen five that that you can do nothing without Christ. That you are you are leaning on Him for everything. And when when a guy can empty himself out like that, and and I I truly believe that's what God tries to teach us. And He uses He uses our desires, and He uses that He gives us our desires. But at the same time, you know. He, he, he puts you in those valleys to teach you. I mean, James 1, you know, t- 2 and 3, you know, when you find yourself in those trials and tribulations. So basically we're going to talk about there's a lot that we're going to talk about to me that we don't know. We're going to even ask questions today because we're, we're in a season that I've never been in. But again, I think the season we're all in, whether it's life and something bad coming at your way, you know, because that's what it is. If you're not going through something, just hang on because you're fixing to be. You know, or you know someone on your left or right that is going through, and, and it's been a tough year for us. It's been a tough year for me in so many aspects. But all I know to do, guys, and all I can tell you to do is lean into Christ, lean into him hard, and 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 be empty inside. I mean, that's what, you know, having that humility. Remember that Christ in heaven, so it's God the Son in heaven, he humbled himself and came here to be a servant and even die on a cross for our sins. And that's true humility. So that's Romans 5, 8, right? Is even as we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So again, not to be preachy, but I wanted to take this opportunity because I know that so many of you guys are going through stuff, whether that's hunting, real life, or whatever it might be. And to me, that's what it is. So as we dive into the details, Cole, and the ups and downs. I mean, heck, you were in, in just, what, a, a couple of weeks ago. You know, you're running around with me, but then you stayed. Boy, you, you're up high, right? I'm mm-hmm. going to stay here and kill this deer. And walk us through that. Yeah, and just before we get going, it's just us today. So we're self-filming this. I got one camera. There's only going to be one angle, so nothing fancy. We're just talking to the camera. Um, but, yeah, we – I guess before we're doing that, let's just go back to the beginning, and we'll kind of walk through our season if that works for you. Yeah. So – just as an overall, you know, viewpoint, we 
had a lot of low, a lot of lows this year. Not too many highs, but you know, as season came in, we were feeling pretty good, as most people do. We had pictures of a lot of big deer. We had this unbelievable elk hunt set up. We uh, we actually we were in the office and we were making a list of our episodes, which we do every year. Which we do every every year. We had to have eighteen this year. So we're making a list, and Jeff's like, "Okay, well, I got." You know, these six places, Cole, you got these four. Dan, you got these five. Chance, you have these three. Whitney's got these three. And we, we were up to like. Well, we uh, were marking them down, just not places. We're not marking yeah, them as kills. Like I'm these, like, dude, I, be, I got six pretty legitimate. Be, yeah, these will be episodes. And I think when we had the list entirely done, we were at like 20, 26, yeah, something like that. 26, you know, that we could. And, you know, even if you didn't get a couple, <clears> you could still get your 18. And uh, just to be transparent, it's December fifth or December whatever I said it was nineteenth, and we are at number ten, <laughs> um, which is pretty. It's been pretty stressful um, for on our side of it. But anyway, started the season high hopes. We went to uh, New Mexico. We could do an entire podcast on that itself of, yeah. <laughs> of what actually happened. Uh, the ranch was unbelievable. Got to go up there with National Land, Ronnie Richardson. And, I mean, we saw some big bulls. And anyway. Yeah, the place is great. We just got, you know, just to be transparent, we had a guide that was very incompetent, and uh, we didn't realize it. We started realizing it, but uh, it, 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 was it was just terrible. Late. It was yeah. just terrible. Good scenery, though. Big big bulls. Um, I know they shot some big bulls, but – uh, during that time, Chancey, I think Chancey killed. He killed opening day in Kansas, um, like a 165. So started the season off good, you know, feeling comfortable, feeling confident. And then I don't even know what happened from there. Well, then I think just you've got to rewind a little bit from there because we started out the season working our tail ends off, doing mm-hmm. what we love. You know, the Kansas properties were really coming together because we got all this rain. And, and and we probably need to preface that going mm-hmm. forward. Many of you guys probably know is we had record amount waterfalls in the spring and up towards the fall. I mean, in our growing period of soybeans and milo and everything that we were doing, alfalfa was was unreal. We looked like we knew what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, we looked like rock star farmers. I mean, we looked like, golly, we were just rolling out there. And um, and so, you know, obviously we got Chancey. He didn't go hunting. He, he, he literally, we set up a deal there. And, and uh, again, don't I want to say me, he worked his tail end off to get it done. And we had, you know, Big and Jay out. We had soybeans. We had this. And we had bucks coming in. And, and he goes and, and puts Well, he got a cold front opening day. I think yeah. it was raining all day. It was cold. And it stopped like three hours before dark. Yeah. And, yeah, it was. that's all it took. He, I think he shot him like 40 yards with a muzzleloader. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it started off good. Felt you know. good. We go to New Mexico, have that little hiccup. Still, okay, we didn't get it done, and we come I back. I will say we did have New Mexico chalked up as two episodes. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. we'll get, we'll shoot two elk, we'll make it two episodes worth. And we came back, and it, I mean, there won't be an episode. <laughs> of you go over see a big bull on YouTube. That's about all we got. Yeah. Um, from there, I think um, we didn't have any other hunts scheduled other than that elk hunt. I think we kind of started looking more to Kansas. Well, we had the other one scheduled. Remember, then we come back and we were on a high because we took Wesley and uh, Hudson and him, and, yeah. and we had yeah, a pretty good October. little yeah. yeah first of October. Well, yeah. before that, Whitney killed. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She was up at J and M Outfitters there in Kansas. Shot the last day, like it, was, it was hot, Tough hunt. hot, hot, hot. Finally, her last day, she shot a big, like seven year old seven point. I think like a hundred. Well, Stephen worked his butt off for yeah. her. I mean, but I mean, again, wasn't nothing easy about it. Mm-hmm. Just a struggle, you know, lots of emotions. Time she pulls the trigger. So great hunt, great well, story that's there. Early season, it's always weather plays a giant. Not that it doesn't play a giant role the whole mm-hmm. season, but if it's just 110 degrees the whole time, it's it mm-hmm. makes it really tough. So mm-hmm. she finally got on the board. So again, we kind of felt like okay, we're going in the right direction. Took the kids hunting and. Obviously, Wesley shot a 157-inch deer, which was unbelievable with um, Woods County Whitetails, and we had some kids in camp. And it was that's when it right then, that's kind of when everything just went downhill. That's when it just kind of you thought, what's going on? I mean, I'm gonna tell you guys, and 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 as we go through this, I'm kind of wanting to know. I mean, I've, I've been talking to a lot of people in the industry 
to see what's happened this year. But I mean, I'm telling you, we had we had weeds that were ten foot tall. We had you know every place on our farms was grown up, and then your neighbors' farms were grown up. And I mean, we'll get into that, but but that's almost what I kind of equate a lot of this to. And then you know, to me, how we live in the hunting world is we we want we want highs we like it to be hot and then we like it to dip and then we like to go back and get hot and dip we don't ever want those straight lines even if it was 19 degrees every day and it's just like that you know it's hard to anticipate things um so obviously i'd rather have cold than hot but you see what i'm saying so we ended up with a lot of those straight lines i feel like um and, and we just headed downhill. I mean, it, it was tumbling fast. Well, in Oklahoma specifically, we had the Wallahatchie Ranch. And we had, before season started, I mean, we were looking at our cameras like, this is going to be a slam dunk. 23 different shooters. We got 23 different shooters, several over 170, a bunch of 160s, 150s, like mature deer. We're like, this is going to be unbelievable. We're going to have so many deer to go after. Uh, and then we had the Brody Farm, and we, we kind of got cameras out on it later than we usually do. But again, we had some good deer on it. Uh, brought the kids in, and I think, I mean, legitimately, in f- three or four days of hunting, we saw two bucks in what, daylight. When you couldn't even see a doe, Harley. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's honestly kind of how some hunts this year, if you saw a doe, yeah. that was a good yeah, hunt. Dang, we saw a deer. <laughs> like, legitimately. And, you know, we felt terrible for these kids. It was hot again. Um, they hunted hard. Um, the kid who went with me, Cole, he actually he shot a doe on the last day. Mm-hmm. But it was just, it was brutal. Um, you know, I felt ter- terrible, terrible mm-hmm. for them. They came from what Georgia, um, obviously some from, from Oklahoma too. Kids, yeah. yeah. And um, but from there it got tough. So the the kids left. Um, and I guess you started hunting Oklahoma a little bit. Um, well, a lot of it, guys. I mean, and, and again, you know, kind of to get on the subject of what happened this year, you know. Um, and, and like I said, maybe you're sitting out there and going, man, I, I've just had my regular year. But I, we haven't heard that from very many people. Most people are like, what is going on? And and, and let's just go to what Cole brought up. I mean, we had big bucks. But the the deal was, is and is still, is um, it's so hard for a deer to do anything twice. I mean, there was so much and, and so much food from the rain. I, and again, this is my assumption. There was so much of that. There was so much cover. You know, our farms, especially in Kansas, you know, we have some of the wooliest, nastiest farms there is. I mean, if you're driving down, you want some eye candy, you can drive by some of our farms. You're like, man, that thing's going to have big bucks all over. But the problem was even those regular farms that were next to them, there was so much cover on them. You know, then mix that with the good Lord providing that dirt and whatever grows out of that earth, uh, there was so much of it that they didn't want the the, the big and J in a sense at times. They didn't want corn, and um, so then it got hard to get pictures. And and let's just be honest, we get guilty of chasing cameras a lot, which it's done us it's done us good. I mean, you know, we use cameras and we try not to put footprints on those places, and I think there's some good to that. But this year, I can tell you right now, we we had to do a lot of guessing, and we did some guessing. I mean, I passed a, a big muley with a muzzleloader. Um, we passed hook, um, you know, seven inch deer. Yeah, yeah, close to it, if not. And then we passed stickers, so we passed some big, big deer, and then we've passed several that are on camera, and Daniel has too, that we just ain't went after. Mm-hmm. We could go get on them and film them, but. They're just not old enough. Yeah, in Kansas specifically, I guess we need to say this. For as bad, you know, overall, as bad as the year has been, we've passed a lot of big deer, and we've, we've actually, you've shot some big deer. So we should say that. We've still killed some deer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Well, it, I, and I, I want to bring that up because I had a comment the other day, and I want to, to clarify is I'm not, we're not on here trying to make you feel sorry for us. That's not what we're doing. I mean, a guy says that day goes, well, yeah, that's a real tough year. I'm just trying to figure out how to shoot a doe for my family. So again, we're, 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 we're not talking that way. We're just talking. I'm just trying to figure it out really. And that's what we're 
I want to preface today. The question is, what what is going on? I mean, some people claim EHD up in Iowa and this and that, but I would say we've seen zero sign. We've been to Nebraska, Missouri, uh, Oklahoma, Ohio, Kansas, New Mexico, and we've not seen one sign of EHD. Uh, yeah, I don't think we've uh, been affected by that. I just think it's there's. I mean, we've been sitting in blinds. You'll see a deer stand up, and you can barely see him because the grass is six foot tall. And, you know, here in Oklahoma and Kansas, you can bait. And, we, you know, we do have corn piles and big and J piles. And they will literally walk by that pile five yards away and not even look at it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's gone on all year long. Mm -hmm. So that's made it tough. Um, And especially like in northwest Oklahoma, me and Daniel were actually talking about it. You know, we get a lot of hate for – or I say we. People get a lot of hate for baiting. They're like, well, if I had a corn pile, I could go shoot your big deer. And I don't know if any of y'all have ever been to like the Wallahatchie Ranch, but unless you have a rifle, um, you can't just really go hunt in a sense. I mean, like mm. you almost have to have a corn pile. I mean, it's just wide open. A deer is not going to do the same thing twice. Even if it was a drought year, they're not going to walk the same. I mean, they mm. can walk anywhere. Mm. It's open. You can see 15 miles in one direction. So... Um, well, it's in a sense, it's kind of like Texas. I mean, mm-hmm. if you ain't got any, you can't hardly plant because you don't get the water out there, whatever. But but to your point, even too, with the, the you go get you some of it. If you've never used a corn pile, go up in there and try to shoot you a big deer with a with a bow or a gun over a corn pile. You know, it, it turns them into even a different creature as they come into that. And if there's any scent, if there's any smell, is there any noise prior to that? They ain't coming. And when I say that, we're talking about a big deer. They ain't easy to kill out there. That's for sure. And we, we don't get to bait everywhere. And there's a lot of times we hunt, we choose not to hunt over bait because of that. You know, you get yeah. does in front of you, and you, it's hard to get by 10 does sitting on a corn pile looking mm-hmm. up, you know, mm-hmm. every, you know, every few seconds. So we'll, we hunt off of them a lot. But um, I forgot what I was even talking about. Well, I mean, just the, I think the, the big thing is just trying to figure out, guys, is – you know, Cole and myself, Chancey, Daniel, Ty, Whitney, we're all – me and Cole's had this conversation on my how many times, and maybe I just have it with him, and he's just like, dude, I'm, here, I'm sick of hearing you say the same thing. But just trying to figure it out, I mean, it'll drive you crazy out there. Um, you know, you talk about a grind. I mean, I think, you know, this year, one thing we want to bring up with you, and we're, we'll start advertising it big time, but is – this year, we're real excited about Buck Ventures. It will be a chronological. I mean, I'll let you kind of explain the way that it's going to go. Yeah, so we've kind of, in the past, you know, when we air an episode on Outdoor Channel or whatever, it'll basically just be, say it's Jeff hunting Kansas, that episode will be just dedicated to Jeff and his season from start to finish. And it's worked great. People have loved it. But we just, you know, you got to change every so often. So we've decided to kind of change the format to where – it's going to be chronological from uh, episode one to the last episode in the season where, um, you know, it might start off with Jeff in Kansas um, and then immediately go to Daniel or Chancey or whoever's hunting at that time um, so that we can – the problem with just focusing on one episode the whole time is you can't always dig into the encounters and stuff that – you just don't have enough time. And so um, – this year's kind of going to bounce around a little bit and show our but story from start to finish. It's going to yep. go time wise, whatever. Yeah. So if you were hunting Kansas on October second, and Daniel was in Ohio October second, it's just kind of going to bounce around to where people are at that exact time, uh, and what we're going through, what we're dealing with, and I think it'll be really, really good mm-hmm. if we can. We just got to figure out a few yeah, things. Yeah, so to, we're to excited about that. We're in, and, and again, I think it's a perfect time. God's timing is always perfect. That you know, you're going to see some struggles. Now, I will say this: so far, we've had some b- good deer hit the ground, and there's some unbelievable stories that you guys are going to get to see, and there's some unbelievable footage. So, you know, don't count us out because God is is definitely provided. It's just been hard, and it's really made it. You know, I don't even know. I mean, it's me and Cole just come off of, you know, I don't even know. We ain't scored the deer, but definitely mid-80s, maybe closer up high 80s. I don't know. But it was almost like shocking when we when we did it. I mean, it's just like, golly, I can't even believe it happened. But it was almost like our emotions were, we didn't even know how to deal with them. Maybe still. Yeah. Well, I will say 
we, we've shot some good deer, but and we're probably going to get some hate for it. But some of the footage we have of passing some of these deer is just incredible. These, you know, four-year-old, hundred seventy-inch deer, and I'm sure somebody will send us a message mm. being mad about it. But well, and, that's just that's who we are. They're, you know, we yeah. we set a goal. Um, we want to shoot deer that are five plus, mm-hmm. and we we know these deer are four or younger. And um, well, and I, I'll tell you guys, we we do. We try to have a co-op when we say that. We try to talk to our neighbors and see what they're going to pass, and we tell them what we're going to pass. But, I mean, we passed Hook, and it's on 75 acres. So, and he did not live on the 75 yeah, acres. And and he ain't come back. I mean, we had him after we passed him. We, we don't know if he's going to make it or not, but our, our policy is to bet on the deer. Um, so I guess I want to say that when you think, oh, well, Danker and M's up there and they, they got thousands of acres that they're managing. No. I mean, we have a few farms in Kansas, but the biggest farm we have is what, 392 acres? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the biggest piece of ground we got together. You know, then we got 75 acres, we got a 200 acres, we got a 374, you know, so it's littler farms, uh, if in a, in a sense. Um, but we're just going to bet on the deer. And, I mean, the truth of the matter is it's just kind of who we are now. I've shot a ton of deer, and I'm not necessarily telling you to do that. I'm just, you know, this is what we're producing because that's kind of who we're, we are, and that's what we're feeling. We ain't trying to be something we're not. But I will say it's, some of them are like, because the way the season was going, it, it was looking like it was going to be I'm like, I was like, hey, Jeff, just you just gonna, sure you don't want to shoot him? So when y'all watch Hook, <laughs> you can you, the first thing Coach I, I says, didn't, he I goes, didn't say that. he said, man, he looks big. <laughs> well, and, I mean, it's uh, true, he's big. Yeah. I didn't say, hey, Jeff, you need to shoot that deer. It wouldn't hurt your feelings it, at no, time. It wouldn't have, but because it was killer footage. And but light. if he did make it again, that was that was early October. I think October eighth, maybe seventh or eighth, and we have not seen him. Since the middle of October, I think, right? Yeah. And it's, you know, well, we just towards, had another deer come by. We did have another so. one show up. So we're fingers crossed that he, he will show up because if he made it, he'll be a special deer. So, you know, just looking at things, guys, I want to bring up a few things and I don't have the answers for, but I'll tell you what we we went through. And, and I was already going through this. You know, I've always taught, if you've listened to my teachings, is that those deer are going to rut the same time every year you know you can always go to the fawns and you can go back 200 days which i still believe in that science but i have literally seen the last two or three years i mean this rut has got out of hand and I mean, we had uh, reports this year of uh deer breeding in like october 24th and i'm talking legit reports we have uh, we see things right now. It's December nineteenth, and deer are still rutting. And you know, obviously, there's a second rut. But I mean, it's to the point of these deer running themselves down so much. And and, and again, we got to look to ourselves too. Is there too many does? Is there this? But so I look at that. I look at um, just deer in general coming to any type of food. I mean, I'm I'm seeing things that that just aren't normal in a sense this year, especially this year, um, where deer are just, uh, you know, maybe even eating things. I'm like, what are they eating? What What is he doing over there for 30 minutes in the dirt? And, um, and so there's a lot of question marks for me this year. And, I mean, uh, it's just, uh, like I said, deer have been so spread out. Deer um, won't do anything twice. Um, and, and again, I, so I ask you, are you having the same problems that we have? We, we definitely want this episode to you guys to write into us, write in. What has your season been like? Did you have a big deer or did you have a big deer last year? And now he's not there. I mean, that's what we had. We had this caddy buck I just shot. We had him. He was there last. I mean, all dropping his sheds, everything. And then we don't even get a picture of him until December 8th, you know? I mean, so many deer that we knew we had in in last well, year. We know that it survived. Yeah, and they just weren't there, and our neighbors didn't have them. I know. Well, nobody's and we, found we them can't dead. Find them dead. There ain't no smells. I mean, I don't know. And mm-hmm. and we're seeing this report all over the country. So my question is, please, 
let us know what you're you're seeing wherever you're at in the country i mean is it different is it the same do you guys see some of these same trends because there's some changes going on i feel like um you know and i mean if you just watch facebook even you know some of these big time buck killers. I mean, I just don't feel like some of them have had this the the, the same. No, type of years. I don't think we're the only ones struggling. I mean, yeah, you can look at even other TV shows and their social media, and they're you know they've shot some deer, but not mm-hmm. like they typically do, and not as big as they typically do. Mm-hmm. And even we w- listened to a uh, podcast with Mark Drury, mm-hmm. and he said it's the toughest year he's ever seen. Well, and I think Mark and Emmer do have some EHD, so mm-hmm. and they, you know, they deal with a little different stuff. But, but at the same time, yeah, it's kind of the same deal. Something in the air, or something. I mean, it's just weird. Yeah. Um, I would like to maybe we can get you know get a hold of Bill Winky and get a hold of maybe even Randy Birdsong and then boys get some of them type people on here, uh, Jeff Lindsay's whatever, and and maybe we can because I really want to explore this. Mm-hmm. I want to explore it. It's something that. Uh, I don't think there's a scientific, biologic guy, whatever, that can answer it right now. I think it's something we're living. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope <laughs> going forward we never have another year like this. Uh, again, we shot some deer, but it has been – it's just t- – I, mean, I think a big part of it is we talked about trail cameras, and we we do – we rely on trail cameras probably way more than we need to. I think they're, you know, they're a great tool. They're the worst tool ever created for hunting. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of times, you know, we keep saying that deer never do anything twice and everything's so sporadic and random and, you know, we would wait for a deer to show up Yeah. and then we'd go into hunt. Well, he ain't, he's not doing it well, twice. Well, to clarify, just cause I don't, I, I, I don't know if he is clear with that. When he said, he said that the trail camera is the best thing and the worst thing. He didn't just say it was the worst. He, he's just saying, basically, if you abuse it and you go in, put it in footprints and in and out, what he's saying, and, and I agree with him totally. So they're good, but, yeah, you just got to, sometimes you just got to go hunt or just get back to the pickup and observe and find out what's going on, be in an observation stand. I mean, that's how I killed so many at the Wallahatchee back in the day. You know, we didn't have cell cameras, and, and you couldn't go in and out. So, um I don't know, guys. I mean, I think I think we're on here in a podcast, and maybe you hear it in her voice that we're still confused, you know. Um, and we're battling, like many of you guys are. We're battling it out. Um, but like I said, Cole was uh, had a buck in in uh, Oklahoma that he had he's had history with, and goes in to kill him, and it just ain't happening. I mean, it's like the deer just beat you up like you're not even in the game well even on it you know again we, we we our strategy is to play these fronts and we've had a you know a couple nothing mm. like crazy we did have a little snowstorm here in oklahoma but even on days when like deer should move like you should see deer you're lucky to see a couple does and i, I just i i can't figure out what because these farms aren't, you know, they're not pressured. I you know, know, but I think going back to that and just listening to you talk, thinking maybe on the cuff here is it just still goes back cold to food and, mm-hmm. and cover. I mean, they don't, it's still not making them crave where we're hunting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's been the key in the past is whether you're sitting on a biological food plot or a, you know, evolved food plot or you're sitting on soybeans or you're sitting on a corn pile or feeder, that ain't. They don't need it, even mm-hmm. on those cold fronts, because I, I still think they're moving, mm-hmm. but they just ain't in front of us because we're in the wrong spot because they ain't craving that. Yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> it's, I mean, because you, you, know, you feel like you're going in to potentially kill. And like I well, said, it's kind of like you learn how to hit a baseball. You learn how to hit a baseball, and you're, hit, learning, you're using these same techniques, and one day, one season, you wake up and – the way you used to hit a baseball doesn't, doesn't work. work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're up there and you look like a, you know. Yeah. I don't. I, I really I don't know. Um, now, I'll say in Kansas, as we've gotten a little bit later, it's kind of gotten a little bit more normal. I feel like deer are starting to come back to food a little bit more consistent. Um, like we have that shadow buck and some of those, they're pretty much on camera every day, but. That just started what a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. that it that it really got back to normal. So I don't know. Maybe we can finish out strong. We still got you know Kansas ends um, the thirty first of December. But we still got Oklahoma. I think we're going to Texas um, middle of January. So that'll be fun. 
I don't know. I don't know if Texas is experiencing the same kind of stuff we are. I think Texas is kind of its own. Yeah, yeah. So I just talked to Jeff Lindsay yesterday. They're down in Texas, down at Cactus Jacks, and he said they've gotten a lot of rain too. And he said that they're that's been a struggle even in Texas. Mm-hmm. Is uh, you know because that's how a Texas relies on guys. There's so much cover there. If you don't have a scenario and have corn out, you're not going to see any of those big bucks. And so they're struggling, same thing down there. And even I know Omar was when Chancy and Paul went down there, same type deal. So, again, it's just been tough. I mean, uh, and like I said, we want to hear what you guys can say and, and shine some light on it maybe in your area. Maybe you, you have a theory um, why this is happening. I mean, I have a theory. Like I said, you, you guys have, uh, have just heard it. So, um. Well, then there's people. I know uh, the buck that Chancey was just hunting, the uh, Jaylee buck just got shot. I know that guy's already shot three bucks, three big bucks this year. So I guess, every, you know, it can be different for everyone. But mm-hmm. I feel like overall, when we've talked to people, they're on the same boat we are. They just they can't find their big deer. It's hard to get on them. Um, so well, we're just trying to so figure out. So many, too, I guess we ain't really talked about too much, is disappearing deer. You know, deer, you know, guys, you know, and I've had it happen to me before where you, you're you waiting on a deer and you know he's going to be good and then he don't show and, and, and whatever. But but I'm talking about deer that we know of that were late. They made it through hunting season, and then we just never see them again. And, you know, maybe next year they'll show up. I don't know. Um Time will tell, I guess. I mean, we're not we're not going to change anything we do. Um, and we're still going to plant food and try to well, make it I've as shot, good as possible. I've shot two pretty big deer. I shot another great deer in Nebraska. Uh, you know, Lord has blessed us um, just grinding it out. And like you said, is the encounters me and you have shared together with, I mean, just the other night, guys, we filmed stickers and I know Cole posted a little reel of it, but I'm just telling you that the video don't do this deer any justice whatsoever. But one thing that I want, another question I have for you guys is we see stickers. We, we, we know he's four years old, and literally, guys, I bet you, I bet you he's 100 pounds lighter than he should be. I mean, and he is dehydrated so much. I, I've literally, I mean, he, he's got one little wound on him, but other than that, he, he really, he's just run down. And, um, I just, I haven't seen this like that. You know, obviously I've seen deer run down, but I've just, I've, I've just seen it a lot these years. I mean, where these deer, these big Kansas bucks are tiny. They're so run down. Yeah. When we were filming him in the video, which nobody's really seen it yet. When he's looking at us, I mean, his eyes are, they're barely open. I and mean, he just looks like he's walking around like a zombie. Yeah. Um, but he's still walking around because he's. We got him on truck cameras at, at noon and yeah. walking still all over the farm. With those still messing he, with those. And he and he does stick his head in some food. He he eats a few bites and he's gone. And and even the caddy buck that we killed, dude, this deer's backbone sticking up so much. I mean, I he definitely weighed a hundred pounds less than yes. he did yeah, at the start he of the was season. Huge. Yeah, he was a big buck. He was seven or eight years old. And uh, I guess let's kind of dive into that hunt if you want, just to, we can kind of break it down because we had a lot of people asking. Um, about it. So, the Booner Farm in Kansas, we bought it last year. I say we. <laughs> Jeff bought it last year. Uh, had a deer show up, I think, 1st of November-ish last year, somewhere. Mm-hmm. And we somewhere. we called him Caddy because the Caddyshack Farm, which you had previously owned and sold it to buy the Booner Farm. Um, Just a couple fr- miles away. Yeah, our friends Ryan Davis and them had pictures of this deer they called Stacked. Um, right across the fence line from Caddy Shack Farm. Anyway, we get pictures of him. We call him the Caddy Buck. He's all broke up, but we knew he was big and mature, and we knew he was big, but half his rack was broke off, so we didn't know exactly what he He's was. He was walking around like a three-year-old. Yeah, I passed him like two or three times. You know, obviously I wouldn't have shot him all broke up, but walking around, you could have shot him almost any day, especially mm-hmm. as we got into December. He was walking around everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um we had a barn set, uh, a blind that we hunt out of a barn and a food plot in front of it. I, two days in a row, you could have shot, I sh- you know, could have shot him there past him at like 15 yards. But um, anyway, he stayed all season. I would guess he shed there. We, we never found his sheds. But he was there. Late. But he was there. Yeah, we had pictures of him uh, late. And then so going into this year, I thought, hey, if he shows back up, he's going to be a shooter. 
And um, when it's the buck that I had on my mind, mm-hmm. um, you know, and if you look, if you go to YouTube and you see us on them summer roads, we filmed them big deer that night. And we thought that might be him. It ended up not being, yeah, but we, it was right where he was at. Yeah, it was within a half a mile, I think, yeah. of where he was. But anyway, trail cam photos start coming in, you know, summer velvet and all that. And then we go into season, no pictures of him. Ryan didn't have any pictures of him. Basically, nobody, as far as we know, nobody had pictures of him uh, that, that we know. And so, again, season's been tough, and we literally decided, hey, we're going to go hunt. We're not waiting anymore. we got to go shoot something. And so we're going to – or we went and hunted decoy uh, on the water grass farm. 140-inch deer. Literally 140-inch deer. He's seven years old, I mm-hmm. think, this year. And we're going to be happy to go do it. And um, we hunted him, I think, a couple times. Oh, we saw him one night, and he was – 85 90 mm-hmm. yards never got him shot and i think it was the next day no actually we had pictures of him before we hunted yeah it was december we had one but, but yeah i just still decided you know yeah. what this deer's gone because that's the deal he showed up we got we two, two pictures, pictures of him, of him, in, him in two minutes yep and it was the middle of the night december 8th or what i can't remember what yeah. it was two pictures and you went up there and you i think you started in after him and there was just no sign of him so like, a ghost. yeah he was a goat we didn't know if he it was still rifle season didn't know if he got shot didn't know what was going on. So, yeah, then we decided, hey, we're, we're wasting our time here. Let's go hunt um, decoy, which we've had a lot of pictures of. We know he's there. He runs the farm. He's a bully buck. He would be a good one to shoot. Beautiful deer. Beautiful. Maybe the prettiest deer of all time. And um, so we started hunting him. And then I can't remember what day well, we it was. We had an encounter. Well, we went to. Uh, and then me and you, the night we filmed stickers is when I. Yeah, so we go into the Booner Farm. I don't think we had a good wind to hunt on the woolly grass. It was like an east wind. And so we just went to the Booner Farm just thinking, well, you know, maybe this deer will walk by uh, and we'll just, the Lord just bless us. But that's the night we saw stickers. He walked by at 12 yards. And I remember we were sitting in the blind and uh, Jeff pulls up his stealth cam app and opens it. And he like, I'm sitting here looking. I could see he turns it towards me. I look, I'm like, that's him. And it's three Three something, or no, I guess when you show me it was four something in the afternoon, way daylight. And uh, you set your phone down. I remember you, we looked at it, you showed him, I was like, that's him, he's alive. We didn't know. You set your phone down and you go, here he is, right here. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? It turns out it was like a 130 inch eight point or something. But it scared me. I was just like, that way is where that picture came from. And I just went, there he is. <laughs> kind of <little laughs> no. quick. Anyway, it wasn't him, but we had proof. Again, this is where truck cameras can help you. We had proof that he was still alive, didn't get shot. And, and that he, was kind of when I told myself, this is the buck I'm yeah, going we're, after Yeah, we're now. going after this deer. And um, so we didn't have any. So after that evening, he was daylight two hours before dark, two and a half hours before dark. Um, what was that, a half mile from us? Maybe? Well, and basically where we were at that night, guys, uh, we were in a ground line. Actually, where Cole shot his booner the year before. That place, I figured we could kill Caddy, and then there was a tree stand that I thought we could kill Caddy, and it was basically where he had got his picture that night. The only problem with that tree stand is you got to have a, a hard west one way or the other, west or west-southwest or something like that, and we just weren't having that. No, we had east winds. Well, then for we like coming, a week straight, I we think. were coming with the northwest. We saw, yeah. So we um, he daylighted, but then he kind of disappeared for a couple of days, right? We didn't have any. I think two days. We didn't yeah. have any pictures of him. Uh, Friday morning, which would have been what the fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went duck hunting. I went duck hunting with Ryan and Chad and all those guys up there on their place. It was raining. It was nasty, um, and I had never. I didn't get to check the camera that morning. And we get back, I come come to the house, and you said, you see that he he was walked by daylight this morning. and it, it just One had, picture, blur picture, where he's walking, walking by, by chasing does. And that was the first day we had, it was going from a, it has been east, southeast for five days in a row. That afternoon, it was changing northwest. And... Um, that's, by the way, something always to look at, guys. When you have not just an east turn to north, but an east, 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 then turning to north, northwest, you, you, a lot of times you're you're going to have big-time deer movement. Mm-hmm. So we we knew we were going to hunt, and we just trying to figure out, do we go to this tree stand that's – If it, 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 like we, we thought we could kill him out of it, 
but the wind, you know, was, we thought that was our best spot to kill them as far as if we we're going to kill them. But the wind just went. We needed a west or southwest, and it was northwest and just wasn't going to work. So uh, during the summer, we had went and put out a hawk blind. In a 55-acre alfalfa field. Basically not in the middle of it, but pretty much in the middle of it, uh, 70, what, 70 yards off the tree line. Going to hunt it mainly for, I think, muzzleloader and rifle, and then hunt it with a bow with a decoy. Yeah. Uh, but it was December 15th. We weren't going to put out a, a buck decoy or whatever. So we thought, well, maybe we'll go in and at least, at least see, see him. him. At least see him. And then I think we had some – we maybe could have hunted the tree stand the next night. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, we go to this blind. Well, my deal was we might kill him. If we end up having some does out there and they went and messing around in front of us, or I would get a 40, 50 yard shot of him coming up that edge over there. Yeah. So we get in early, like 1230. The field is, it's, we just had two inches of rain. So we walked across the field and basically took our boots on, put our tennis shoes on in the blind because we didn't want to get mud everywhere. And uh, I mean, I felt, felt, yeah, felt pretty good about it. And we're sitting there. Little buck had come out for a second, went back in, saw some does, and I think it was it was three thirty. Now I'll let you 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 go ahead and you can see. Yeah, so I mean we're sitting there and you know I'm again thinking we might see him, but you know you don't know what it was been raining and this window I just barely had a little deal and I kind of went like that and I could see something. It looked like a buck. You know, it's kind of like that when it's getting daylight, you know, and everything looks like a buck. And I and it not only looked like a buck, it looked like him. But I thought, yeah. That's probably some, that's a tree that I just didn't see where to go. And then all of a sudden, that tree moved his head, and I was like, dude, there's a big buck. And I popped the window open, and sure enough, it was him. He's probably hey, 200 yards, right? Yeah, probably. And, and you know, at that time, I'm I'm excited, but I'm thinking, you know, he's, he's way down there. And so then he kind of goes in the timber, and, he you know, he could, he's kind of coming north, which is our direction, but he's in the timber. And all of a sudden, for whatever reason, he just – Looks like he's coming out on the field. I'm like, well, dang, he's going to come out on his field right now at 3.30, two hours and 15 minutes or so before dark. Yeah, two hours and 15 minutes. And uh, so I get the windows open right quick, and I'm thinking, okay, in my mind, we might get a shot. It might be 40, 50. If, I, if he'll stop right here at 50, I'll let him have it. And for whatever reason, this buck is just starting to get closer. You know, he's getting further off the edge, and he's looking at a doe that's down to her right, and, um, you know, I'm thinking, man, he's going to squirt by here after her. There's no way. But I'm, at the same time, loving the the, the look of him. I mean, just a, a giant deer. And there's a point where I got, I told Cole, I said, I mean, he's going to come right here, Brot said. I'm fixing to get a shot. And, um, you know, I can't even describe it, really. I didn't get nervous. I mean, usually I always get my heart beating and, and and there was just something different. I, I don't even I can't explain it. I mean, I was excited in a sense, but it was so much disbelief <laughs> that God was like, Yeah, I'm gonna bring him right here and I'm gonna let you shoot him and he's gonna be right here where you can't miss. And uh sure enough, he comes up where I stop him twenty, 20 yards. yards and barely hit him. I about miss him, shoot him through the heart and um When when you first shot him it looked like you you shot low, and it came out the bottom of his chest. I thought, oh no, <laughs> we've been all season and had this deer at twenty yards, and I thought, you know, he yeah. might not die. Uh, but thankfully, he he ran away. When you rewatch it and slow it down, you realize, yeah, you took out his heart. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't want to shoot him that low, but my my deal is, I I told Cole and. I missed more deer high and backstrap more deer. I've I, I missed very few low. And my ideal from now on um, is to to not only aim for the heart, but the bottom of the heart. That's the way I do. Um, you know, maybe that's not for you. That's that's what I did then, and it worked. Yeah, he ran 80 yards, and he, he fell over in the timber, and we were watching, but we both thought we hit you hit him low. And so we, we didn't know what we – you know, we shot him. We didn't. We didn't celebrate. It took. We're like. Well, when what? you look back on it, and you'll see there's blood pouring yeah, everywhere. We're, we're like, what in the world? We we literally didn't say a word hardly. Um, and we thought, oh, do we need to get out and sneak over and look at him? And eventually, we we celebrated because we thought, you know, he had to have died if he fell over over there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but you get out, go over there and look at him with your bow, and sure enough, he's dead. But yeah, that was a that was a blessing because mm-hmm. it was to well, go I, again. Not that we wouldn't have been happy shooting decoy in one of these other bucks, but to wait all year, we were, you were holding out, holding out, holding out, and then you know this deer finally shows up in December. And then for him to literally walk across a wheat field, mm-hmm. 200 yards in the wide open, two hours before dark, high-speed footage, and he walks to 20 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I'll say this, guys, and, you know, I pray that night, God, if it's pleasing to you, help me to be able to shoot this buck and give you all the praise. And I'm going to tell you, God is in everything. You know, I probably get attacked more than anything over this statement. You know, God doesn't care. Yeah, God has compassion. He loves us. And, again, he's He's putting us in valleys. He's teaching us. He is sovereign. So, absolutely, I credit every bit of that deer doing exactly what Cole just said. I mean, it was no accident. He comes out, and, again, it's, it's me knowing that without the Lord giving me any help and talent or whatever, it all comes from him. And um, so I, I credit that, and, and he's in all that. And and so I'm going to learn from my highs and lows, kind of where we started the episode, and and I stand on that 100% because I believe it's biblical. And, again, I'm not the guy going, oh, God, help me shoot a deer. But at the same time, it does say, you know, if you, if you remain in God, you might remain in Christ and his word remains in you then you ask whatever you want, and, and, and that sounds weird. You have to get to the theological, uh, biblical aspect of that because when you line up with God, that is, that's what you get. You get the desires of your heart in a sense. I mean, again, I probably shouldn't even open that can of worms because that's a big-time topic. But, again, I, I know that, uh, you know, this was God give us the, the ability to endure you know, me and you've endured because mm-hmm. of Christ. We've uh, we look to Him and everything. We get in these valleys and we look to Him. And my prayer is that we we look to Him in the highs as well. So I give God all the praise for us killing this this giant in 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 Kansas on a day that there's no way we should have, in a sense. No, but, I mean, all literally all we did <laughs> was go get in a blind in the middle of a field. Just hoping to see him. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we'll see him and well, make a game God plan works, going so forward. That's just how God works. And he just walked out to 20 yards. And so, so anyway. Y'all give us some comments on what you think's happening in your world this year. And, again, I want to reiterate, if you're struggling in life, if you're struggling hunting, whatever, man, turn to the Lord. And, and when I say that, not just, oh, I'm going to pray right now. I'm talking about being in finding a local church being in that church being involved serving serving god serving others being nothing being emptied out and knowing christ is the only thing that we can rely on he is trustworthy in every little thing rely on him for that trust him and live your life that way um, to me, it's the only hope that we have. So, again, I just um, I appreciate you guys. Um, I appreciate our season, Cole. I mean, uh, I don't want another one anytime soon, but it has been a it's been a difficult ride, but we have endured. Mm-hmm. Well, and hopefully we can finish it off strong. Mm-hmm. We still got a little bit of time left. Lord willing, I can shoot one in Oklahoma, maybe at least one. But mm-hmm. uh, then we go to Texas. But yeah, it's been. And if you're wondering, Cole didn't get a tag. You remember, you got to go back to a few videos, but he didn't get a tag in Kansas. So, yeah, but next year we're gonna have some giants. <laughs> so I'm okay with it. But um, no, guys, thanks for listening. We just want to get on here, kind of talk about what you know our season was. It's it's been good, but it's been the toughest we've ever had. Um, and just kind of let us know your thoughts. Um, we're gonna have the video of Jeff's deer that we just killed. Uh, it'll come out probably into January. We can't release it until um, another thing releases. We we just can't we can't show it yet. So uh, once that happens, then I will drop the video. And one thing too, I mean, I've been getting just blown up with what he scored, and and honestly, we have not scored this deer. It's not we didn't because the way it happened, we had to get him down to a place because we didn't have a freezer, and and so Daniel's probably going to pick him up, and we will score this deer. We're not going to. We're not going to blab it out on 
uh, social, but we will tell you yeah, guys. Just, I mean, we we think he's mid eighties. Yeah, I, I grossed him. Or I roughed him in, at one eighty six. That's that's kinda just kind of what we think. And I think but, I'm pretty close. But a seven seven year old buck. Yeah, one eighty six in December. Yeah, I'll take it ain't yeah, any, <laughs> any day, day of the week. Of the week. So. Uh, Anyways, guys, uh, hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to follow us on social. Um, what else? Is that it? Yeah, I mean, just uh, Daniel's out. Uh, Whitney's still, she's on one. She's had one come back. I mean, you guys. This, this time of year, especially in Oklahoma and stuff, this time of year can be very deadly, especially mm. if we can get some better weather, you get some colder weather. Mm. You can. You can get on a deer. Well, so, now, if they're not broke up. He mentioned the jelly buck. I know if you followed us for years, and that's been on. It was on my home farm for all these years. He's eight years old this year, and he died about a mile from my 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 farm, uh, maybe a mile and a half. And literally, guys, he died about ten yards from Chancey's home place, and he had four encounters with him this year. So you guys might drop him a. Uh, message and just uh, it's really hurt him. He he was after him. I mean, he's glad somebody you know got him a real hunter. But at the same time, yeah, I, think he, I think he say he scored one seventy seven or something. Yeah. So a really good, mm-hmm. really good buck. But we've had some deer shot by neighbors. It, it happened. Yeah. And we've shot some neighbors deer. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so it happened. Well, we kind of did this year. Caddy really wasn't ours this year. Yeah, I guess we should say it. our farmer. Mm-hmm. We shot him on Friday. Our farmer had pictures of him three miles away on camera on Monday. On Monday, in December. In daylight, yeah. So, just so people know, this was not farm raised. We've had some yeah. of those comments, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he crossed a pavement. He crossed a major highway, or not a major, yeah. but a highway. Yeah. A lot of dirt roads. Three miles. And we and, shot him. And uh, we shot him. So, yeah, he definitely wasn't pin raised. We had like four pictures of him all year. So, anyway. well, guys, Merry Christmas to you. Um, you know, Buck Ventures is, uh, this is actually, you know, we're finishing up our 20th season on national TV and we're filming for our 21st. So, um, and we're, we're starting our 21st year a different way, as we said, a different format. So we hope you guys will uh, enjoy that. We're going to really work hard to put it together good. So, yeah. Anyways, guys, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, again, let us know in the comments kind of what your season's been like. Um, Jeff got him a new coffee mug that's got a speaker built into the bottom of it. Mr. and Mrs. Bowser from Kansas got me this, and they're fans of the show. Unbelievable. Thank you, guys. I didn't get one, but I don't drink coffee, so I'm okay. (laughs) But anyways, guys, like, subscribe, and we will see you in the next one.